gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to DCTV Podcast, episode 113. And uh, I have nothing funny to say about that. I'm sorry. I'm (laughs) ill-prepared to make funny comments about the number of the episodes this week, so... Fill in your own numerical joke here. Mm. (laughs) Let's all walk away in slow motion. THX (laughs) 11.3, and that's it. There you go. Just drop off the eight. Uh, joining us, joining me tonight as usual, are my uh, my my own ver- veritable group of outsiders. <laughs> I love that arrow this week. That was so good. Grown. This is the the uh, the uh, the HBIC of Fort Ross, Miss Jerry Atkinson. Damn right. What? She runs that place, man. <laughs> you don't even know. The uh, the bouncing boy of Earth twenty eight, Mister Richard the Chubtoad Sheldon. You think this T on my face stands for gullible? Wow! <laughs> and the man who wanted who wanted to be La La, but that name was already taken, Mister Daryl Taylor. Damn right! But then he'd be shooting people in the head. So I don't know. That was pretty cold blooded. We'll just call him Gaga. La, 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 la. Be ruthless. Well, we have four shows to talk about this week. Uh, Supergirl, Black Lightning, Flash, and Arrow. Might as well get right to it. Uh, we talked about new... Oh, and um, also, did anybody here see Gotham by Gaslight except for me? Not oh, yet. Oh, no, I didn't watch it. I have okay. it, but I didn't, didn't watch it yet. I have it pre-ordered. I just haven't got it yet. I think it comes out next week, doesn't it? No, it came out. Well, the week. digital's out. Digital's out now. Yeah. I wish that when you pre-order it and it comes with the digital, they would let you get the digital when the digital comes out. But I would eventually, be nice. I would maybe they won't go down that road. Hmm. So let's. Uh, I, you know, I thought it was a pretty decent week this week overall. Um, we got like an elongated man episode for the Flash. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got girl power on Supergirl. You know. We had, yes. we had um, we finally got some uh, some cool stuff from Caden James on Arrow and Black Lightning. I mean, was I thought it was just as good as the first episode. So uh, I was both pleased and pre annoyed on Arrow, but at least it was better than what we've had this season so far. I think that was so, one of yeah. the stronger episodes of the season, to be sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For I mean, a bad season, it yeah. Was I was going to say in comparison, <laughs> it's all, it's exactly. So everybody gets is settled? someone moving around? Yeah, it sounds still here, like I heard, I heard that too. Is everybody settled in? We're all good. Everybody strapped in. I'm sitting. I'm no all good. Move. No one. Nobody yeah. move. Barely breathe. <laughs> no. Uh, let's moved. start off with Supergirl this week, shall we? Uh, it's called Fort Roz, and okay. um, the DEO uh, located the Kryptonian priestess that Kovel mentioned last week, and her name is Jinda Cole Roz, and that's who Fort Roz was named after. But uh, if we all remember, 
Um, Carol threw Fort Ross into space, and it's orbiting a blue star, um, which gives us two problems. And it's kind of contrived, but at least they came up with a reason why, like, Superman wouldn't be along or Martian Manhunter wouldn't be along. Uh, the first part is, see, without a yellow sun, Kara's powerless. But because science, <laughs> um, blue, blue stars are lethal anybody with a Y chromosome, which is interesting. But okay. which, what, what interests me about that is like a blue star is technically a type O star, which means it's more helium than hydrogen, like our yellow sun. So, but I don't know how that would affect the Y chromosome. Uh, that that part, I'm a little. And they confused. don't know either, so they won't explain. How would you it. even know that? Yeah, how would you even know that before you testing because it? Because I, I study astronomy. Mm-hmm. Hey, I explained it already because science. Okay. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> no Supergirl writers. Well, Supergirl writers don't don't care anything about does it work that way or not. I know. Now they, they, it they, is they, about. It's about five to six times hotter than our sun, though, as well. It's more concentrated, too. So, But I can see why her absorption of it would not give her the powers of our yellow sun. But I was thinking, couldn't they give her a spacesuit with the, the gamma ray and the, the light in it to keep her powers? Plus, another question I had was in the comics, it seems like Superman and Supergirl's cells store the energy from the sun and they just have to mm. keep getting it so wouldn't that have stayed okay or right, right. i'm gonna quote Shut the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, allow me daryl if you don't mind okay i'm gonna quote okay. the mystery science theme song here to you <laughs> okay repeat to yourself <laughs> it's just a show just a show yeah. sit back and relax okay because i when they said that on here i was like what but look, yeah. at, but look at it from the other side, okay? How many times have we been on here and we said, well, why didn't they send in Martian Manhunter? Why didn't they call Superman? You know, why didn't they go, mm-hmm. yeah. This right. explains it, that, okay? This does yep. explain that, so. Okay, get, I'll sit back and relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be cool. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say, this is the same This is the same show that the writers said uh, Supergirl can't fly in space. Right. right. The first season. So, mm-hmm. you know. It depends yeah. on who writing at the at the time. Who's writing the show at the time? I wanted more like '80s rock power ballad pro female songs in this piece. I wanted like sisters mm. are doing it for themselves. I wanted I wanted she works hard for the money. I wanted Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb would have been good. Kiss Me Deadly by Lita yeah. Ford that would have worked. Right. Yeah. I needed some. I needed some anthems in this one. Okay. Uh, I guess I didn't have time. Um, Imra, Imra is the first one to volunteer to go with her, but they need more than just the two of them. So, uh, we go to a diner and lo and behold, Livewire is one of the waitresses and she, she went straight because rain started killing criminals. Uh, some of those criminals (laughs) were her friends, you know, Kara asks her to help and Livewire laughs at her, but eventually agrees, agrees to do it to stop rain. And then Kara also goes to, um, get out Sai. Um, they escorted her out of the DEO. John's not happy to have her out of her cell, but Kara argues it's a risk they have to take. So we got the female, female defenders here, uh, hopping into space. Monel tries to give some last ship, uh, last minute driving instructions to Imra, but like, she doesn't need him. Thank you very much. I, I've been driving more than you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like how, how are you giving, yeah, it was stupid. I guess, I guess they want to throw in a man explaining. Yes. Uh, scene. 
Yeah, they because, did. That was a, t- yeah. yeah, that was your token mansplaining for the episode. Yeah, because you're from the past. You, how the hell would you be able to drive better than she would? Yeah, you know, she but you know, he seemed like he was gonna like kiss her on the cheek and like, yeah. like, like to like like button up her coat or something. It was like, okay, you be careful out there, sport. You know, stop I made it. you a lunch. Yeah, you know, but, yeah, right. I got you some lunchables <laughs> yeah. and a bottle of wine, so you're good. My my favorite that he had to look off in the camera and be like, the the two women I love the most are are gonna be un, in danger, and I can't save them. Go away, Monel. Oh no! <laughs> exactly. I've, Go away, Monel. My fragile male ego. How will yeah. I cope? <laughs> you know what it would have been cool though if they see if they had really the writers had really been smart, they would have did the the Martian Manhunter thing of just changing his body until he had the, the female chromosome, and he would have had to be a female the entire thing. Right. Or that's they, what I was can, wondering. But it, does that really change you on a cellular level, or just your art? Yeah. Well, well, Martian Manhunter on a on a level, it, he can you can totally change their bodies. They're, they're not oh. there isn't but, the Y or the X. That's the comic stuff. That's, yeah. that's the straight comic stuff. It's so they can okay. change their chromosomes and everything. It's well, I all. Guess, it's, it's it's. I guess not that makes a y sense because X. I guess. It's, yeah, it's not but, really. Because hmm? they can change into animals too, like. Anything. They can, yeah, I mean, that's the whole course, thing with a shapeshifter. Animals, animals do have the X and Y genes as well. So, But as a shapeshifter, they don't have the specific Y, X thing. It's kind of your mind. Yeah. You can change. They have a, they, he can change himself on the cellular level, and that's that, why. That was established in the comics. I just I don't remember that. So. The two things that I was wondering were, doesn't Psy mm. pretty much have the same power set as Imra? Like, isn't there yeah. anything in the comic? I mean, I know I'm going by the comics, Imra, but like, well, if you made her Phantom Girl like she looked like, right? She but would that have was had totally a different, power. right? But I was yeah. just thinking that everything Psy could do, Saturn Girl in the comics would be able to do. But they don't use her telepathy in this, though. right? Right? They don't. They use... So I don't even know if she has it. I don't. Even, I don't even know if they're going to say she has it. They use this. like I... they use like uh, telekinesis mostly with her. I guess. That's probably the cheapest. Yeah. Well, Saturn fact, Girl. <laughs> yeah, well, Saturn Girl is both, though. Yeah, like, she's kind of like Professor X. She had like all kinds of stuff. Well, she was more like Jean Grey because she could do both. She could do a little bit more of the telekinesis than, than right. Xavier could. But right. and, it, and I... if you want to get really nerdy, we just did. <laughs> yeah, we know you do. Uh, we know, we you, know do. you do. One thing I want to say about this uh, girl power lineup is uh, <laughs> this is probably my favorite episode involving Livewire. Ever, name? because I I really liked her this episode. That, that's why she's dead. I don't think she is. Um, it was a Suicide Squad mission. It was I the theory. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Somebody had of... to die. Mother... No, yeah. she can she can change herself into electricity, so she can travel through things. Yeah. That's I I think when when yeah. she dies and you see that last bit of electric spark come off of her face yeah. and whatnot, I think she's gone into the wiring. I bet she's on board the ship in the electrical systems. Yeah, they'll probably bring yeah. her back, I'm sure, in, in some yeah. capacity. My other I question, so. why didn't they call Magan? I thought about that, too, yeah. Why didn't they? I mean, but, you they, know, was there yeah. time for her to get there from Mars and everything like that, though? I don't know. Uh, go back again to the, it's it's whatever they needed to be. She can yeah. get here quick when she needs to get That's here That's true. She can beam right in and out when she's got to. But yeah. Well, yeah. the other question, too, is why didn't Kara, you know, use her little <laughs> bleep blop uh, cross through the multiple Earths and get Killer Frost and 
Jesse yeah. Quick, and you know, so I mean, oh, they could have gone the other way. Magana's in the Superverse. You know yeah, we I mean? got. Yeah, right. she's. She's you wouldn't there. have to, you know, go dimension hopping for that or whatever. No, know? I I agree with you. I'm just saying there were options. Uh, back on Earth, Alex agrees to step in when Ruby's babysitter bails. Foreshadowing. Yup. Um, Sam headed out of town for work, but then she starts to hear those whispers, and she goes back to the fortress and she finds out from her whispering guide that Rain, uh, you know, tells her that uh, Supergirl has entered Fort Roz. And, um, we have to kill you. We're gonna have to kill you off soon, so your daughter's gonna be ra- be raised by Alex. Yep. So Rain gets on her spaceship and heads out there too. Um, yeah. Live wire. Hey, I, oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I was just gonna say I have to say, watching the episode, I was like, okay, I'm on board with Daryl now. That's what's gonna happen. So Jim said it too. He knows. Yeah, you, so, you see, you see it, you still I, see it. I just, I really thought there was something hidden about her, but now uh, I'm, 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 I'm with you guys on that. Yeah, it's, it's, she's, just, she's getting her wish. That, that's what the character wanted. Yep. They're uh, wandering around the Mall of America as Livewire calls Fort Ross, <laughs> and uh, then a woman drops from the ceiling and attacks Supergirl because she has the House of L. Uh, all the women leap into the fight. Sai gets knocked in the head when Imra helps her up. Sai hits her with telepathic mojo and sends her reeling, but says afterwards it was an accident. Uh-huh. That was such a badly directed scene, though, because I didn't know what they were going for. Yeah. In her face, it was like when she got hit in the head. Even I don't the way they directed that actress to play that. I, like it didn't make sense. Like they're trying to get us to understand something. I mean, I don't think it ever came across. Because when she got hit in the head, it was almost like she had a bad reaction, right? But to what? Like, we don't know if it was if it was like a concussion kind of thing, and that's why she didn't control the power or or something. But it just was weird that they cut on that scene of her face mm-hmm. right. in pain, but they never explain what. That was another question I had, too, because, and again, it's the writing, but... You know, I thought about the fact when they said, one, she'll be powerless there because of the blue star, but two, you know, her mother is the one that imprisoned, blah, 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 that whole thing. And I was like, you know, in the beginning of the Supergirl series, uh, they made, when made several costumes for her, and not all of them had the House of L symbol on there, wouldn't it have mm-hmm. been smarter to change into one of those and not go into this place wearing the House oh, of L? Oh, you're thinking way too much for those writers. Because, <laughs> you're you're way overthinking this, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we I will turn this think... podcast around. <laughs> <laughs> because I had to admit, oh. like that that was such an easy thing to do. Like, why don't they just have her disguise themselves as different, you know, like right. as an average, you know, criminal or something. At least try to, so you won't recognize her as being No, I'm gonna go in there bread right yellow and blue yeah, and uh, house of l symbol right across my chest i'm gonna walk in slow motion and you'll just not be able to hurt me <laughs> I, I, was I just all, want to oh. throw in from a female perspective really quick mm. when you go into battle say you're not supergirl right now say you don't mm-hmm. have powers theoretically yeah what where's your ponytail okay something because chicks be hair pulling all right well, they'd be well, hair pulling all true. right you don't want your hairs all messed up, and well, here she why goes. Wouldn't you take a gun? Why wouldn't you take a train gun? Why didn't she bring Alex? Alex is combat trained. I want to see that. Well, Alex, right had Alex was babysitting. 
No, Alex had to rip the he had to rip tendon in her foot. Remember, she broke oh, her oh, yeah, I forgot about entire that. foot. She broke her entire foot. So she's like, the only female agent at the DEO, huh? Right. You could bring back the girl that's been traveling back and forth between the Marvel and the DC TV shows. Right. right. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you bring her? Like, Wait. I, I, I hate to, to to pick it apart, but they just make it so simple to do it. Yeah. Because it's, it's like if you, it's a mission, and it's like you're supposed yes. to train. This is not like a, a teenage group where a teenage right. teenager is not used to doing this. This is supposed to be a highly Let's get trained group. Scooby gang together. We're gonna why? have this. It'll be fine. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. Why are you not like it's so? These little things are so simple. Like, why would you go up there with the crest on? Just change your appearance to make yourself look like somebody. You can easily change clothes. You know, like smudge up your face a little bit, and and do something different. And then and then they could just make it that they find out anyway that she's Supergirl. It doesn't have to be. Um, you know, you just have to find a better way to write it that they find out she's Supergirl. But it just didn't make sense to go up there and she, number one, has no weapons. And all these two, three seasons, we've seen Wynn and the group bring, like, if she doesn't want to bring weapons that kill, of course, I can understand that being Supergirl. They have other types of weapons they've shown. Like, Wynn right. has made stun guns for metahumans, right? Yep. Stun cuffs, stun guns, you know, uh, Things that trap them, freeze them, any of that stuff. So it's like, I, and that, again, that's my issue with this with this show and Arrow the most. I think they suffer the most for this is that it's sometimes, and I get it's for kids, which is great, but you could be, you could still write a little smarter than that and still be for kids. It's, you could still have fun with it. Yes. And right still, there. and still write a little bit. This is stuff that's just like, I, a kid could look at it and go, well, why didn't they do that? Children are not dumb. They're just Wait, younger. This was this is these shows are made for kids. I don't think so. I, I, nah, well, the way they, I mean, Supergirl is a little bit more. I think it's a little little bit more for kids than the other yeah. the other shows, which is great. It's supposed to be to inspire and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I just don't. Th- I but I think a lot of times writers, when they when they get in their mindset that it's it's written for kids. It's like that means I don't have to think. I don't have to worry about <laughs> doing any, you know, like writing writing it so that it makes sense at all. I could just say it's science or or whatever, or you know. And if anybody questions it, the first response is, "It's for kids." Oh, you or know what, Jerry? Jerry, what? you know. Speaking of thinking too hard, you know why she couldn't put her hair in a ponytail? Because then they would have because rec- they would have recognized her as Kara then. Because Kara has a top knot, bun. There, there you go. Oh. There you go. Oh my gosh, oh. tropical hair. I was thinking French braid. You know, like oh, like. That would look good. <laughs> okay, that would look good. Watch, watch Resident <laughs> Evil one through forty nine. You will find some tropical hair options for women. Yep. Okay. Plus, yes, you, she could have disguised herself. I yeah. mean, like we said, the the crest, but also no makeup. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watched the first episode of Waco this week, but I almost didn't recognize her with no makeup on. So, they definitely could have hidden her somewhere. Hmm. And it's not something hard. I mean, we're not saying anything that's like difficult or hard to do. Like this is this is simple stuff. We're saying. I can hear Jim's eyes rolling about no, us it's not, No, it's <laughs> not that. It's just, well, first of all, I, I know I only got Daryl till nine thirty, and second of all, I'm I'm just like, 
you know, we could sit here and pick it apart. I mean, it's pretty easy yeah, to do. Yeah, we did. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a line. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a line Back between. In my day, we had ponytails, and it was good. Let's <laughs> gives you a whole handful yet. to grab, though. You know, um, I mean, <laughs> there's a certain point though when you know the logic and consistencies cross over and kind of nitpicking. And I get what you guys are saying; it's true. It could be written better or whatever. But after a point, I mean, you kind of after I just kind of have to let that stuff go. You know? No, I liked it. I, I'm more picking at it for fun than right. it would. It wouldn't even bother me if they didn't do it so much. This, especially this season, I think that's what bothers me as much is the level of it. It's just been more than it should be. Like every, all the shows have issues. You know, all the shows miss stuff. That's right. that's nothing. It's just that when they do it so much now, it's like it's on auto drive. They don't even try. Sometimes it feels like Arrow the most. I mean, they—that's oh. why this one is so better. This is, this episode was so much better than the most. But Arrow, I, I would say, has been the most guilty of doing that mm-hmm. for the last two, three seasons. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about the courtroom scenes in the Flash yeah. last week. You know, yeah. court, court doesn't work that way. But anyway, no. Um, no. Where they find out through a garbled uh, message from the DEO that they've been hit by a solar flare and knocked out of orbit. And they have about an hour before they're going to get incinerated on the star. Um, they leave Psy, and Psy's inhibitor key with Imra. He's trying to unjam the mechanics, and uh, her and Livewire go to seek out Jinda. Uh, they get attacked. They go into a, a cold fog, and some henchwomen attack them. And they get sucked out into space alongside Livewire, but Livewire zaps herself back onto the ship and finds Kara gone. Um, we go back then to Alex and Ruby. They play Trivial Pursuit. They're going to have some tater tot casserole. Sounds like a good yes. night. Sounds like a good night. Right. Um, they have yeah. a little, little heart to talk after Alex gets a text from Maggie. Alex kind of <laughs> opens up to Ruby. Mm-hmm. Again, this is all foreshadowing for what we've like called since the beginning of the season, right? right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Ruby kind of looks up to Alex and then tells her that she's being cyberbullied. So Alex rolls up to the classmates' door. <laughs> Flashing the credential. The whole episode, right? Here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> says the mm-hmm. FBI has been monitoring her communications, like threatens her with juvie and all this stuff, and the bully is scared shitless and, and apologizes and all this other stuff. It, it was a good scene. Yeah, good scene. It was. It was cathartic. Now, I, I have a question that probably only Jim can answer because yes. I've never heard of it before. What is tater tot casserole? Because it sounds freaking amazing. Just the name. There's a thing called Google. You could probably Google that. I never made it, so I don't here's, know. Here's my version. Here's my version. Okay. So you line a, um, I think it's, um, what is it, 9 by 11, the the long glass baking dish. Right. You line that with a thin layer, or not a thin layer, but a single layer of tater tots. Mm-hmm. Then you pour chili over said tater tots. Then you put like mm-hmm. a mountain of cheese over oh, that. damn. That does sound good. You bake for 350. Yeah, and then you See, the enjoy. One, the yeah. only one I ever did was like a breakfast version, where you line yep. like like you're yep. saying yep. like tater tots, and then you like mix eggs and bacon and cheese together, put that Ooh. on top right. and bake it. Don't so. forget to, to put nonstick cooked stuff on the bottom though, or <laughs> line it with stuff, yeah, because otherwise you're gonna have crazy stickage. You kind of want it to lift a little because in those glass baking dishes, the tater tots will kind of form a crust. Yeah. As a fat guy, I should have had some kind of an alert about these things. Something. <laughs> I should not, not not know about these things. But okay. Go ahead, Jim. Sorry. No problem. Uh, we get a, a cool scene with Brain, uh, Brainiac and Wynn. Kind of, uh, you know, Brainy kind of alien explains turbulence to Wynn and Wynn's like mm. not having it. <laughs> 
He also calls the uh, the DEO's tech, uh, he compares it to an espresso machine. Um, but um, his he uh, he doesn't want to let Supergirl burn up, but his proposed solution relies on cold fusion, and he realizes that that's not a thing in 2018. Um, right. He could, you know, he might as well just write the instructions on a piece of paper and put it in a bottle. And then uh, that triggers something in Wind's brain, and they decide to use Voyager 2 to bounce a signal to the ship. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of go with it science this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As we mentioned. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, on board the ship, side backseats drives while Imra tinkers with the machinery. And then she starts reciting uh, Sing a Song of Sixpence, and that kind of heralds uh, Rain's arrival. Um, Carol wakes up to her um, name being whispered, and Jinda is played, and this was an awesome touch, I thought, by Sarah Douglas, who, if you don't know, played, uh, um, oh God, I'm going to blank on it in our General Zod's second in command in Superman 2. Yes! Yep. Yes. Oh, no wonder she looked familiar. I couldn't think of oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I can't remember her name right now. It was the same name in Man I'll of Steel. I'll always remember her. Yeah, I always remember yeah. her, but not her. I can't remember her character's name, but she was mm-hmm. she was the evil female in the Superman, the evil Kryptonian Superman 2. Um, and she's really happy to see that it's the daughter of Alora, who was the one who sent her to prison. Um, she, you know, she gives this really great villainous speech, gloating about the hellfire to come and mm-hmm. power, pestilence, impurity, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Rain enters, and Jinda celebrates the rescue and the prison that uh, and the anguish that she and Rain are going to bring to her enemies. But then, Ursa. oh, Ursa, okay. thank you, Ursa, yeah, thank yeah. you. I, I think, I, I think the, IMDb. It was on the tip IMDb. of my tongue. Um, Rain vaporizes Jinda when the priestess's back is turned, and now Kara knows that Rain's powers don't depend on a yellow sun. Which is bad. Yes. Um, that reminded me of Deep Blue Sea, like when Samuel Jackson was excogitating at length about, mm-hmm. you know, like, we gotta da-da-da-da-da, and then shark. Zoop, like, well, it was that quick. Remember last week I said that it seemed weird that crypt- kryptonite didn't affect her quite as much as it did Kara, so it there's did. obvious... Right. Uh, a different biology matrix here. So they probably based her biology off Kryptonian biology, but obviously more advanced and different. So, uh, rain and Kara have the, have a, have a moment and then, but then live wire strikes her first. Uh, the DEI gets, uh, the DEO gets contact and, uh, Imra warns him that rain is aboard. Um, Brandy needs Imra to work with him to fix the ship. So Imra sends Sai to help Supergirl live wire. Um, Rain and Livewire battle it out, and then, but when Ray, Rain turns her lethal rays on Supergirl, Livewire jumps in between them and absorbs the blast. Then Psy shows up, calls Rain Blackbird, and blasts her with a patented Psy whammy. Inside Rain's mind is a vision of sobbing little Ruby being pulled away. And then her other identity kind of comes out for a little bit and uh, says, where am I? But then uh, Rain con- uh, gains control and flies off. Uh, Kara rushes to Livewire's side, and then uh, Livewire kind of laughs for being a sucker, and then Leslie dies. Uh, but as you said, they could always bring her back. It'd be pretty easy. Right. Uh, back on Earth, Sam arrives to collect Ruby from Alex, and is confused when that she told Alex she went on a business trip because she doesn't have any memory of it, and she admits that she keeps losing time, which would be kind of scared. I don't know if I'd want to give a kid over to somebody who says they keep losing days of their life and can't remember anything, but right, whatever. I know. 
That's true. Um, Carol thanks Cy back to the DEO and bids her farewell. Um, Karen in turn asks Cy guards if they can get her a better cell, maybe one with a window. Great. <laughs> right. Hey, his sister's doing it for themselves. Uh, <laughs> <They> are. <laughs> Kira, Kira broods on the balcony, and then Monel joins her, and they have a conversation. He says he's so much wiser than he was a year ago. Whatever. I'm not a bro anymore. I'm not a bro. I was also wondering... Is this the beginning of a redemption arc for Psy? You know, could be. Like eventually, eventually, maybe she'll switch and actually become part of the DEO. Well, she has the information. I mean, that's the thing too. She's the one that has the information they need. They just didn't didn't tell them tell them anything yet, right? Of that image. And uh, we find I mean, out that's... there's. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say that's important information. I guess they'll wait until something happens before they let that out. The one yeah. positive result out of it all, the DEO now knows about two more world killers, Purity and Pestilence. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cut to two women walking down the street when a car comes barreling down and pins one of them to a parked vehicle. And the woman, Julia, should have been crushed, but she pushes the car off her body and stands yeah. up. Her eyes are silver. Another now, is, it just, is mm-hmm. it just her or is it both those women that were the two? We Or we just only know the one, right? Don't know yet. No, no. They didn't say. Not in the episode, anyway. Yeah. So, that was Supergirl for the week, Fort Roz. Mm-hmm. I guess I give it a B minus. It was fun. It was a fun episode, but as you yeah. mentioned, Daryl, there were a lot of hurdles to get over in the plot and uh, the making sense part of it. So, that's why it gets a B minus for me. I was going to say a B, but I can go B minus probably, yeah, for those reasons. I give it a C plus. It gets the plus plus. I, I like the uh, the superior part of the the whole thing of the Kara inspiring uh, Livewire to 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 be better. Right. I like that, and a little bit with Sai as well, and the stuff with Alex and and the kid who's not annoying in this episode for once. They didn't write her annoying. I, mean. I think I'm gonna give it a solid B just for the Ursa cameo. That was so cool to see her in the series and be like, oh my god, they got the real chick and. She's still one of my favorites from Lair of the White Worm, too. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah that was it good was. It was. That was a wild movie, very yeah. Female, yeah, very female villainy. She she really had that down back in her day. Like, I was really kind of hoping she, and now she's kind of like a Emperor Palpatine kind of ripoff, but still, it was a nice was cameo. Also, she was also the villainess in uh, Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. Yes. She was the one who wanted to sacrifice Olivia Dabo. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. She also did some voiceover work in the Green Lantern animated series a few years ago. That's she cool. was in nice. yeah. And uh, apparently, according to this, because I haven't seen the movie, but my whole family loved it. She was in Netflix's A Christmas Prince this last holiday season. So. I missed that one. So. Oh. That yeah. One. Wow. Yeah. Oops. I missed it too, but my parents just went on and on. Uh, I'll take your parents' word for it. (laughs) Let's talk about, once again, my favorite of the week, Black Lightning. Ah, yes. Pretty awesome. The name of the episode was uh, Lawanda, colon, the Book of Hope. And Black Lightning is, like, still on the fence about whether or not he wants to come back full, you know, full Black Lightning or not. Uh, he has a kiss with his wife, Lynn, and he's, like, thinking, oh, man, we're coming close to getting back together, and mm-hmm. that is the one thing that she will not take. She will not accept. Um, 
after everything happened with Black Lightning, they have a, a meeting at the school at Garfield High, and um, they're is almost, this a before or after? Because I, I I only mentioned it because I wonder if they're going to go back to that later in the season about his powers in the when he was in bed. Like he needed to call on his energy to to even let allow him even work to get up because he was so you know out of shape of doing oh, that right. stuff. Yeah, he's too old for this shit. Yeah, I, the only thing I mentioned it because I don't remember that being mentioned in the comics or not, but it's just an interesting take on your abilities that you have to call like that. You have to call on it with concentration to be able to to kind of help yourself heal a little bit. Right now, one thing that got me thinking here, I don't know if somebody on here said it last week or I read it online, but um, do you think that they're actually setting this series up to be more his daughters than him being the main characters? He'll be kind of like the oracle of the group? Because, I mean, if he's suffering already that bad from using his powers, I'm thinking he can't be doing this week after week. Well, that's the thing. I have no idea with this show. Like, they're not following. They're not following the normal procedure right. of CW shows. So I, I have no idea where they're going with it. Because I don't know. That was just my thought on it. Was maybe they're setting this up for his daughters to be more the superheroes in this. You could so. be right. You could be That'd right. Be cool. I, it could be yeah. cool. I'd be fine with that. Be the first black lesbian superhero on television. Good. Sweet. Works. Works for me. Um, after everything with Black Lightning last episode, the parents were wondering why no one inter- intervened to save their kids from the 100. Mm-hmm. And he, he quotes Martin Luther King, but one of the parents comes back and says, yeah, Martin Luther King got shot in the head. <laughs> and this is like a week after I'm yeah. a payday. You know, I thought, whoa. You know. Um, and I like how they explain that, you know, even though he, he thought he broke up the hotel and all that, that's just, it doesn't work that way. Like, cops do that all the time. They bust uh, areas that are, are heavily uh, drug areas, but guess what? They get out of jail, they go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jefferson's still reluctant, so one mother, Lawanda White, decides to make her own attempt at rescuing her captive daughter from the gang Seahorse Motel. Ooh, she was too real. Yeah, that was a little, a little bit too real. Yeah. Um, evidently, Will, uh, from last episode, jumped out of the ambulance mid-ride, and they haven't found him. Um, Lala has been able to keep all the witnesses silent about his presence at the seahorse, with only the Pierce girl's word to go on. The police can't move on him. Uh, it also makes the Pierce girl's uh, targets, as we find out when a young boy pranks Jennifer with a red water gun sent by Lala. And uh, Jefferson gets mad that they're breaking, you know, Lala's breaking their agreement. So he confronts him in public, but Lala's getting pressured from Tobias to maintain the 100's control over Freeland and refuses to back down. He even knocks Jefferson to the ground. And although Ooh, his, when his, they on them bikes, mm, when they on them bikes, man, that, that was the moment. And uh, his, uh-huh. staring at him. Mm. His electric powers start to crank, crackle because he's getting pissed. Yeah. And uh, he says, don't mistake my patience for weakness, boy. But uh, Lala doesn't seem to take a message. Um, oh, I'm just waiting for the noise to go away. Um, I heard that this time. Yeah. Um, Tobias is doing a great job of instilling fear because Lala kills Will in the head execution style because he might lead the authorities back to him. 
Without that question, I like my whole thing of him being redempt, getting redemption. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Never mind. Never read, the, mind. read that wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, and that's one of the things I like about this. We, I mean, we're predicting story arcs in, in Supergirl. Like you know, by by the end of the season, we know we're going to happen. And this, honestly, I don't know where it's going to go from episode. Yeah. To episode. I like that. Uh, Lawanda sets up. I do too. Sets up a stakeout outside the seahorse. Uh, she believes the 100 is keeping her daughter in there as a sex slave. Uh, Jefferson asked her to give him two days to fix that, but she can't keep that promise. And she sees Lala pulling up to the motel. She goes out to confront him, and he shoots her. But he is unaware that she set up her cell phone in the windshield of her car to get the whole thing on video. Yeah. And I've seen that before. I've heard of that story of a mother trying to get their kid out of the crack house or whatever, and they would... Sit outside and take pictures of the drug dealers and stuff, and I, I think I do remember the mother Darryl, sadly being killed. That uh, happens more often than just when you've heard about it, because here in Detroit, yeah. where I live, yeah. I see that in the news yeah. often. That kind of situation, it's it's messed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luanda's death is the last straw for Jefferson. He's like Lynn or no Lynn. Black Lightning needs to do something. So. And I don't hate his wife either. Like I, that's the other thing I think that works too. The way they write his wife and his family, usually they use women as foils too many times. Yeah. Like it had us not liking yeah. Iris for a little while with yeah. Flash before yeah. she knew who he was. And you don't have to write women like that. Like, and I yeah. like how right. she's trying to say it ain't that I don't want you to go. Like I'm a hypocrite. She's like I'm even a hypocrite because when something happened to our kids, I told you go out there and get our daughters. Um, right. It's just that I don't want you to die, like, and that, like you can't argue with that, right? Well, it's because she can give that reasoning, but also we can follow it, and it makes sense to us. Whereas the other right. in the other shows, it just doesn't make sense for it to be that way. You she's a good. Yeah. She's not just a strong female character; she's a strong character all around. She's a good mother, right? and it's she like was there with wife. Like you don't yeah. want that for. Yeah, that's right. He's and doing the right thing. There. That's a great, great yeah. parallel, Jerry. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, a policeman, yeah. a wife, you know, doesn't want her, her husband to be a policeman anymore. You know, I can totally mm-hmm. see that. You know, and this is a lot more dangerous it's, than being a cop. You know, it's kind it's of like that. That speech Felicity gives William about heroes go out there, and sometimes they don't come back. Right. You know, yeah. it, it's just a part of what what you have to accept. Well, this goes to something horrible happened the last time he was. Black Lightning to the point where Tobias thinks he died. Yep. So that like whatever she saw something that horrible. I mean, I can understand why she feels that way, especially when the cops were ready to shoot, kill him too. It's not just the criminals he got to deal with; he got to deal with the police as well. So I get where she's coming from. Um, but I, you know, but I, I like how they set that up. I love this next sequence where he goes to uh, Storm Lala's building. The door, mm-hmm. doorman's like, Black Lightning, my man. <laughs> like, that's, a bad outfit. <laughs> that's a bad outfit. That's a bad outfit. And then they broke into uh-huh. My Black Enough For You by Billy Paul. Uh, yeah. awesome and I got to do cardio. He's like, yeah, he's like, I-, I need some cardio. That is one thing I can say so far through these two episodes is I whatever they're choosing for their soundtrack and all that has been spot on from the beginning to the end of each episode. I love it. I want to know where to get this music because a lot of Well, they already on Spotify. It's funny. I looked and Spotify already has a Black Lightning TV show uh, playlist. 
Oh, really? Nice. Of all the songs nice. they're playing on each season, out in each episode so far, they got it all listed. That's good to know. In the playlist already. Yeah. Good to know. I didn't know that. I also like the way they show, like, the way different ways he uses his powers. Like, he's got, mm-hmm. like, the lightning backed punches. He's got the electric blast moving people around and stuff. I just, right. I, I like the way he, you could tell he's had his powers for a long time. He's able to use them in many different ways in a fight, you know? Which is so different. I mean, because we've always gotten every episode, every superhero show, period, has always been an origin st- story first, right? So it's yeah. it's kind of cool and different to actually see a superhero's already done all this stuff already. So he kind of knows how to use his powers. And then when he when he's a mentor to his kids, they can learn, you know, little things here yeah. and there. We can have that journey. But it's just fun to he, to see a dude that I already know what I can do. Very smart yeah. television. Yeah, Very smart that. writing. And uh, he beats the crap out of Lala, but he gets out before the police show up. And thanks to, yeah. thanks to the video on Wanda's phone, the police have what they need to put Lala away. But once Lala's in a cell, thanks to some friendly cops, Tobias rolls in and strangles his ass. Um, Ooh, you know you badass when the, poli- when the, when the cops open the door for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, quite the body count in this episode. Um, yeah. there's, also, there's also a part with uh, Anissa and her girlfriend, and she uses yeah. her episode, uh, the powers right at the end to thwart a robbery, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. you know, they're just kind of foreshadowing there uh, her, her um, you know, role as thunder coming down the line, so. Yeah. Even that moment, it's it's fun. It's something though, because they they give they do they give a lot of time to the family too. Like mm-hmm. the little sister, she has identity issues, right? She's rebelling. She's like, "You're trying to make me be this this person I'm not, and you don't let me be who I am." And the boyfriend, who I already know, put that poor brother gonna be dead before the season series <laughs> is over. I have a feeling he's gonna be the thing that's gonna get the the daughter to get her act together. Um, because he's his he was her best friend first, and then he's he he's dating her, but he's trying to get her to to not do all this bad stuff, and it's just not something you can fix overnight. Like she really has issues with the kind of like the the wedge she's put in between her her sister and her father, um, and how they're so strong in personalities towards her. The mother seems to be more forgiving and letting her grow. But I think the father and the older sister are the right. two that are kind of like really working on her, uh, which is normal. And it's such a real family thing. Like it's a, I mean, to it's have someone over. Well, to have overachievers. Right. To have overachievers in your family, like someone who's a freaking principal. And then the other who, you know, went through school, got all these good grades, went back. She's an activist in the community and all that kind of stuff like that is a real situation they, you know, aside from the superhero stuff that is a real situation that um that she has to go through so it it makes sense adding to that her her sister's story of you know you don't know if she's um pushing the her girlfriend away because she doesn't want she it wasn't even a big deal her father knows she's gay but I don't know if it's she not understand like she's still not comfortable with her being gay or not, and that's like we don't know yet. But there's just something push you know she is pushing her away a little bit um, because of, and putting everything into her job and activism and stuff, and that's going to cost her something too. So it's just nice to see like her, her father. It's something that her and her father are doing are do, both doing similar things, right? 
So yeah. I give this a total A. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Absolutely an A. I give it an A. You t- okay, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Well, I was going to say, I, give, I, I would say you could even take the superhero stuff out of it and I still would watch the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good drama. I gave it an A, and this was a sexy episode. This wasn't like an mm. awkward awkward CW episode. This was no. sexy. There yeah. were people in the bed. There were people yeah. about to be in the bed. There was men was shirtless and sweaty. <laughs> there was... <laughs> uh, yes. It was, I, it was sexy. It was grown, folks. Really, these were these were grown, mm-hmm. mature people. That they don't whisper when they have sex. Yeah, they, no, talk. they didn't. They, right, they were they were about to get some. I mean, there was yeah. real sex here. That it, and there was chemistry. It wasn't just like two people actors thrown together. I, I thought it was a sexy episode, and it was good to have that to counterbalance the death. Mm-hmm. And that was a shocking yeah. death, and then. An almost death with the little water gunner right ever to have. And that's how life is, is you have all this life-affirming stuff mixed in with a lot of death. So I like the way they showed both sides in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Daryl makes an excellent hey. point. It's, it's definitely the best written of the CW shows, for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Now let's move on to our next episode of The Elongated Man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean The Flash. My bad, my bad. Oh. One other thing, since we're about to go into the Flash, that was interesting too is Flash was the lead in with 2.1 million viewers, and Black Lightning retained almost all of that with 1.9 million viewers. So Sweet. that that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's hard to do with any a, show. It's been a lot of good reviews and a lot of good press too. So hopefully that momentum mm-hmm. will keep going. Absolutely. So we go to the Elongated Man episode again. I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. It's called the Elongated <laughs> Night Rises. <laughs> Actually, is an right. episode, which is pretty funny. And I love it. With uh, with Barry in jail, Ralph's got to pick up the slack, you know, see what he's learned under Barry's tutelage. Uh, the episode opens with a hostage situation. Uh, Ralph kind of recklessly, but easily handles it. Um, he, he's kind of arrogant about it, though. And uh, mm-hmm. he kind of thinks he's uh, invisible at one point for some reason. And he banters with the yeah. hostage taker before taking the bomb off of him and absorbing the explosion. But it fits his character perfectly. It does. So. Oh, sa- yeah. He oh, saved yeah. the day, but Iris is like, you know, kind of, you know, putting a damper on his victory. You know, what if you hadn't been able to do that? And all this other stuff. And Iris is concerned that Ralph's getting too cocky. Um, yeah, but Iris also, and it's not just with Ralph. She gets a little bit what if all the time. It's like, Quit worrying so much about what if and stay in the present and deal with what did happen. Well, she's not wrong. I mean, if she's not wrong, but I'm just saying it's always what if, what if, what if. Well, hey, you can't be too cautious. I know, but with that situation, I think it made sense. And I like the conversation about it because they haven't tested the exact limits of his abilities. They they said they it appears that he has complete control. Of the co- you know the cohesion of, of, right. of stretching and all that, but like I said in this episode, we see that you know like it's not you're not invulnerable. What if the bomb went off and it popped, and you, the, he couldn't absorb the whole explosion? That would have hurt a bunch of innocent people. So she was right to tell him what she needed to tell him. It's just she need he wouldn't believe it from her. It had to be someone who understands. He had to find out for himself too. Right. Right. Yeah. I um, 
I'm liking this, and here's why. Remember the first part of the episode, of the season where we were like, oh, they should let Wally uh, be the Flash yes. for a while and everything. That's kind of what they're doing yeah. here, but with Ralph in this episode. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why Why didn't they just do... Why weren't they confident enough to do that with Wally last before, too? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think, but, aren't we going to get more of Wally in Legends now? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. That's why so, he's not in this. Yeah. But, the point, the but what I'm saying is, this is what we were asking for, for Wally at the beginning yeah. of the season. Now right, we're getting yeah. it, but with Ralph, you know? Yeah. Uh, since, yeah. you know, Barry's taking on the equation. Um, so, uh, the trickster is back, and unfortunately it wasn't Mark Hamill. Bummer. No. But it was uh, Lil Trickster, or Trickster Jr. Lil Trickster. Yeah, Lil Trickster. I like Lil Trickster. It sounds like a gangster uh, rapper name. I'm Lil Trickster. Yeah. I was hoping so much for it, like the end of the episode or something, just Mark Hamill would pop out somewhere. I was like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Ah, damn it, they didn't do it. He was so so good last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was good at this. He was straight up, this is all about daddy issues, right? Yeah. (laughs) But instead we get Mama Trickster. Uh, Zoe, who was also known as Prank back in the day, she was the body uh, of OG Trickster's Clyde. Um, she uh, breaks breaks her sin out because she wants him to run away from Central City and live free. But Axel is more about getting his daddy's respect. Like you mm. said, Daryl, daddy issues raise their ugly head again. Um, first of all, he uh, he gets on the C- Central City airwaves and demands that the stretchy man come out and face him. <gasps> Uh, Ralph runs right in, expecting to take him out easily, but Axel comes with some pink acid that melts Ralph's skin and shakes his confidence. And uh, Yikes. he has to confront the fact he's not invincible. It's kind of humbling. Uh, we kind of he saw did some heavy screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of saw that coming, though. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, to get her son's approval, Zoe decides to stop taking her meds and goes back into murderous villain mode. Uh, that's really not the way meds work, but I'm going to let that slide. No. <laughs> no. They uh, kidnap some hostages and threaten to dump acid on them unless Stretchy Man comes out to play. But Ralph refuses to take the bait because he's scared. <laughs> uh, and uh, rather than put on his big boy pants, Ralph decides he's going to break J- Barry out of jail. But Barry, yeah. Barry instead gives him a Henry Allen speech. <laughs> sure did. Just, I was just thinking, this is exactly what Henry Allen did to Barry in the first first season. Damn right he did. (laughs) I'm like, dude, talk about role reversal here, you know. But uh, the pep talk works, and Ralph wades back into the fray just in time, because Vibe and Killer Frost tried to do it on their own. They ended up getting captured. I don't know how they did that, since Vibe can teleport everywhere, you know. I just want to ask Daryl. So the whole mm. thing with the junior trickster and prank and the wheel of misfortune and all of that, how how did you feel about that? It reminded me of a Batman 66 episode. See, it did me too. And I was like, I love this because they're pulling it off in a way that it's still great, but it's got that like feel of the Batman 66. So I was like, I wonder if Daryl okay. loved it or hated it. So Good question. I didn't yeah. hate it. Well, to be fair, too, when Mark Hamill was a trickster in the 90s Flash series, he did some really campy shit, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, he oh, did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, the trickster, I, it's kind of the trickster trademark, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just, I loved it. I, I really, I was like, man, they made it work very well. I just really loved it. No, um, it fit for the elongated man. I mean, that's, it was, it was a perfect scene for the, right for him. Um. Yeah. Ralph storms the uh, storms the trick family hideout. Uh, 
manages to take out Axel by turning himself into a slingshot. But Zoe flips the lever to release the acid on Caitlin and Cisco, and then Ralph throws himself between his friends and the acid um, and oh. survives because Harry managed to neutralize the acid at the last minute. So uh, right. Ralph saves the day, and he gets his superhero name, the Elongated right. Man, but he's not very happy with it. I like I like Caitlin getting a little bit more time. I, I hope she gets more, though. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would love a, a Caitlin... <laughs> yeah. Just being a superhero, yeah. but I love how they change her. Like they they yell yeah. out the the bully in school. <laughs> the bully name. Done on. Lame on. And she's mad already. Yeah. I, I've I like liked that. her character every season, but this by far has been my favorite season of Caitlyn. She's just a good character you don't use. She's yeah. one of the best characters in the CW that they never use. Yep. Uh, all this is going on. Barry is stuck in prison. In that B plot, and he can't use his powers because he, uh, he's under surveillance and stuff. But he ends up finding a person in need when Big Sir, who's a fellow inmate, helped him out in a jam, uh, becomes the target of some other less than friendly inmates, and he kind of sneakily uses his powers to save his uh, save the dude and become his friend. A lot different than Big Sir in the comic, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was probably kind of the most boring part of the show, to be honest, the parts with Barry. Um, and the episode ends, Cisco and Ralph are run into the same odd waiter that we saw at the uh, the wedding uh, at Jitters. And mm-hmm. they, pay, they pay for their coffee, and the, uh, the girl, or the woman, looks down, and uh, she's writing in those Speed Force markings, yep. that weird language that uh, Flash was writing in when he came back from the Speed Force at the beginning of the thing. Yep. So I'm thinking she's definitely a descendant or something like that of you know. She's gotta be. It's gotta be her for the, for the Legionnaires. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be her. Yeah, there's been a lot of speculation online too about that Iris is gonna be pregnant this season at some point. I can see that being yet. the end of the I can see that being yeah. an end of the season surprise that right. she's pregnant. Yeah. He is the fastest man alive. Because they got married and boom, he went right to jail. So, he really got you know, him. No. Uh, <laughs> took me, it was like a jo- it was like a joke grenade. It took a minute, and then when it went off, Jerry was like, "Oh." oh. Next time, if you could just fire in the hole, that way I'll know. <laughs> okay, my that's fair. Thank that's you. Fair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah. I give this one an A too. I really liked this episode. It was a lot of fun, and I like the yeah. guy. I, I think the guy they got to play elongated man is just about perfect. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's right. To me, he's like if Jim Carrey and Neil Patrick Harris had a love child. It's like he reminds me that of those two people a lot. Just goofy, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's great. The actor's great. I love it. I, I too, an an A for this episode for sure. It was very campy in a joyful way. It reminds me of the the early Flash when it was all like you know Cisco and the gang, and they were just just delightfully goofy. And right, right. sometimes it gets a little heavy with the jail stay and everything. But right. now, I mean, there's, there's lots of goofiness. It was it was well warranted. I liked it. Hey. Yeah, I give it a, a B plus plus. It was it was fun. It, I enjoyed it. It was. You know, the bad, I don't want him to be in jail too long, but it's good that they use the other heroes. I hope they use, 
Hopefully, do a couple more episodes with the uh, with the other gang doing stuff. Especially Caitlyn, I'd like to see a little bit more Caitlyn doing her thing too. Yeah, I thought this was a good counterpoint. I mean, Black Lightning is really great in its own way, but it's, you know, super, very much serious and darker. And this was a little lighter, and, mm-hmm. so I thought it was a good counterpoint to that. Okay, let's uh, get to Arrow now. <laughs> hey, it was one of the better episodes of the season. Yeah. It was with that, 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 that reaction. Expectations. Yeah, I know, right? It's all he didn't roll, make me pay roll. all of the cab fare on the date. <laughs> 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 it is possible. <laughs> Mom, he did. He's only been in jail for four years, not that long. To be fair, all his baby mamas are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> but mom, he didn't rob it with a with a loaded pistol. He he uses uh, drugs, but he's not addicted. <laughs> Come on, his lawyer got his sentence commuted down. There you go. All right, all right. But he got out early with good behavior. I'm just glad this episode is called We Fall. We finally figure it, we finally get to find out what King James's plan is. Uh, yeah. And it's basically cribbed from The Dark Knight Returns. He's going to like seal off the yeah. town and uh, control the electrical infrastructure of the, of the city. How long did it take for us to understand why the hell he did this in the first place and what he was doing? They've been building up to it for too long. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm concerned that there's a piece of this episode that made me cringe for a second, thinking, "Is are they going the route of he's going to bring Oliver down by framing him and putting it out there publicly that he embezzled money from the city? I mean, that's what I felt like at the end of this episode, where I'm like, please don't let that be what they're doing. Well, you think they'll put out Oliver in jail? I don't know. I'm just Gee, saying. Maybe, maybe they'll expose him as being the Green Arrow. Yeah, they haven't done that. Well, they never season. did that before. No, never. Oh, never done that no. before at all. That's a totally new way to go. Wow. That's deep. That'd be really deep, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's, that's truly deep. Anyway, um, once he takes over the electrical infrastructure, the police chief and a councilman die in the initial attack. And then uh, Team Arrow, and I'm going to call them the Outsiders, because that's, te- that's the name they, they toyed with, but they shot down the name. Mm-hmm. Yep, but that makes I, that makes about most sense to me. <laughs> yep, I don't know what else. What am I going to call him? Team Arrow Two, or Team Arrow New Team Arrow. I don't know. I mean, they don't have an arrow on the team, so B Team. They, they should fade spade. The B Team. Okay, they should. They B-team. should be. They should be Team T. The T stands for Gulliver. <laughs> the T does stand for Gulliver. Mm. <laughs> um. Oliver has City Hall and the Outsiders, who are enjoying being on a team they trust, set out into the field because one of Curtis's T-spheres starts tracking Vigilante's visor for some reason. It turns out it wasn't an accident. And this explains to me one of the question, big questions I had about Vigilante, why he'd be working with Caden. Right. Because it turns out Vigilante has been working as a double agent. He wants to take Caden James down, too. Um, it's still the only dumb thing about it that makes sense why he killed them cops and didn't care. Yeah. That seems a little too deep cover for me or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it turns out that Caden wants to uh, attack the subway system. Uh, Curtis decides not to tell his two new teammates about the new meeting, which is like a total Oliver move. Because, you know, that's why they broke up to begin with, right? Is they're keeping secrets. 
Yeah. I sh- whoever wrote this whole season with Arrow really has a lot of issues with trust with people, I guess. Because everything is like, do you trust me? Do you, tr- I tr- do you trust me, though? I don't know if I trust you. Like, everybody has the same... It's like everybody's going through the same thing of 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 not trusting or the overly to the point where it's it got a little crazy because there are y'all all are adults like you got a little weird or, it's or annoying Guggenheim's the inability to write with depth maybe I don't know maybe Curtis leads the new team to stop two subway trains from uh, colliding but the system doesn't mm-hmm. respond of course so Dinah uses her sonic scream to hold one of the trains back that was pretty cool best scene of the episode, right? And there. she got to shine. Like I like, yes. I you know I've been looking for her to, to come out. Like when they made her the the new uh, Black Canary, I've been looking for her to have her moment. Um, well, and that was a good moment. You know, like I mean, you know, sometimes she gets lost in the. I listen for me for just do something different. I would love to just see an episode of just Black Canary going out on her own. I well, flip it up a little bit. When they brought her in, they sold yeah. us on she's this more powerful blah blah blah. And I'm like, and she's well, a cop. <laughs> but when, when when did we see that? Now we see it. Now yeah, now we see it. it. But yeah. I, 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 I'm good with it. I'm like, I is when we get to see her. I only want to get someone there sometime. I just wish Curtis would just do on the phone tech support. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I d- Hello, I this is Curtis. How can and I direct your have, call? Right next yeah. to him while he's on the phone, like right there on the desk, he should have a mannequin head that yes. has a fully braided wig cap right yes. there. Right yes. there. With the T on it. Because so he's a like that. Yeah. And I am okay? all with representation. And, you know, and I know that people who are gay who um, and who might be gay and nerdy, too, who appreciate, and black, who appreciate having uh, Mr. Terrific, that character be there. I I don't want to take that away from anybody, but it just they just make him over, like they make him Mr. Terrific, <laughs> which is I a character that this is, is just Curtis so... and try turning it off and on again. He's, he's yes, to make a character. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say I don't buy him as a leader. I think even more than a fighter or anything else, I don't buy him as a leader of this new group. No, I don't because they wrote him as so like silly, awkward. Word and and just it's like yeah. you, you keep trying to give a message that you are not meant to be in the field fighting. Yeah, but, but none of gross. those three seem like an alpha, really. None yeah, of the three really. True. Do. I do. I like think the, Black Canary could be. Yeah, I kind of like the banter between them, though. like the part where they were like whether they should say suit up, right? Yeah, you know, before that was <laughs> a nice right. nod to the um, you know the Marvel movies and stuff and the Outsiders yeah. bit. You know, does this T stand for gullible? You know that like. I like some of the I kind of miss. I kind of miss. It would have been cool if Thea could still be in the suit, but I guess Thea don't want to do that no more. I mean, I don't know if the actor doesn't even want to do it anymore. I don't know, but it seems like they just totally got away from her, you know, being um, a vigilante. But I well, loved. I I would have loved to have seen her and Black Canary like fighting together. Like that. I, those are ma- I, matchups I'd like to see that we don't ever see. Yeah, I agree with you, Daryl, because I was thinking about that while watching it, too. But then I also thought, are they planting seeds for William to eventually become speedy? From Like, from the comics? They might be. He was. He did some heroics. Or, you know, he helped out this yeah. time. Yeah. I yeah. like how they wrote that, though. Like, if... Uh, kind of getting you the sense that, um, that Oliver's been <laughs> training his kid. Not just to fight... Not to be a vigilante, but just 
life training, you know, just right. in case right. things happen. Like if I lived in that city with my kid, I would have to go through drills all the time because that city is horrible. Right. Well, Everything there's goes the wrong for- in, in the city. Hey. There's the foreshadowing of him and and Oliver with the toy bow and arrow thing, and right. then there's the him right. being heroic over the whole you know in the tunnel collapse. He would thing. never so, let him at that age. I, I can't see him no. though letting him at that age be out in the, out in the streets fighting like it. Like if this was a, a Flash type of situation where it's a little bit brighter, or a Supergirl situation was a little <laughs> bit brighter, but out that city is too freaking dark. Right. That I can't see him letting his son just be but running out there like, like that. I could see William with the counter argument of dad, I can just lie to you like you lied to me. Oh, I can see him saying it. Yeah. I can also see him saying I'm bigger than you. You better get your last <laughs> in the back in the house. Plus he let his little or... sister out in the field. Well, she didn't give him a choice. She was she was trained by an assassin. He couldn't true. He couldn't prevent that. Well, that's true. Yeah. So So um I don't know. They did say he was coming back too. They, I did hear the. They did say that Red Arrow was coming back for a minute. Yeah, I heard the, that uh, too. The guy, the um, the actor who left. Oh, uh, the blonde guy from Teen yeah. Wolf. Colton, yeah, he's Colton, Arsenal Colton Haynes. He's called Arsenal, but he's coming. Ooh. They said he's coming back for a couple episodes. Okay. Uh, Colton Haynes. Oh. Yeah, that's the actor's name. Um, Caden meets with Oliver under the name Ben Gale, which I guess is a shout yeah. out to Lost. Oh. I say that if Star Trek is on my TV right yeah, now. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I muted. I was, I was enjoying a little bit of popcorn. Sorry. Um, Caden James shows up to meet with Oliver under the name of Ben Gale, which was a shout out to Lost, I guess. Um, he sounds like a basketball player when you say Caden James. He sounds like a basketball player. LeBron. Every time I hear it, anybody. Every time I hear that name, I think I'm a basketball player. I do. Caden James. Uh, Caden demands that Oliver deposit $10 million, uh, into his account every night or else the attacks will continue. Uh, and nickels turns, and dimes. It turns yeah. out that Caden uh, blames Oliver for the death of his son because uh, one of Green Arrow's stray arrows exactly a year ago that day killed his son. And then Caden uh, wants to destroy the city because Oliver loves it so much. That is a little... Wow, well, I, mean, I, I thought I thought that plot before. Hmm? No, not at all. But I did, I did think that... Um, the way Michael Emerson played it was was good. Um, I believe just performance. You know what I mean? I thought he yeah. was a good performance. But it turns out, we find out in this episode, Oliver couldn't have killed Caden's son because he wasn't even in Star City a year ago. He was in Hub City recruiting Dinah. Is that what they're going to do? Find out it wasn't. It so wasn't Felicity is trying to reach out and trying to figure out what evidence convicted, convinced Caden James that Oliver killed his son. Well, I mm-hmm. was wondering, was it what's-his-face last season? Maybe he did it. Uh, Prometheus. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, was it Prometheus? Because he looks kind of like... But why would they... Unless they're going to use know. him again, I don't think they would... The no. only reason I say that is knowing the way that they usually do it, it's got to be somebody that's going to be used the season, right? That's yeah. true. That's what they um, usually try to do anyway. Apparently, so, he received uh, some kind of package from Corto Maltese. Uh, not laying you, so we're good there. <laughs> so um, Felicity gets to work on uh, trying to figure out what that was. Right. So there'll be a MacGuffin that pops up later. But yeah, it wasn't laying you. It's Corda Maltese, so we're good there. Well, she uh, comes back later and says they couldn't find. She couldn't find it. Oh, I'm, it'll probably. Yeah. Come. I'm thinking it'll come again, or they wouldn't have mentioned it. Maybe um, Curtis will find it, and that'll be what binds the teams back together. Could be. 
Um, taking a page out of the Dark Knight Rises, as I mentioned before, Caden <laughs> decides to target and close every exit out of the city in order to trap everyone in. Um, they figure this out right before Caden targets the tunnel, which happens to be where William's field trip school bus is stuck. Oh, yeah. And um, William helps his classmates. Green Arrow and Diggle arrive in time to help everyone. And William discovers that Oliver has been lying to him about being the Arrow, and that doesn't go over well. And, Had a man of steel moment on the bus too, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, William avoids Oliver, uh, wants to get back to the bunker. Yeah. And Diggle, whose hand is fixed, is also bummed that Oliver's back in the suit because he's hoping. He no, can... he feels even stronger than he's ever has before. Yeah, but he still wants to. Be, he wanted to be the arrow. You can tell he's, he's the six million dollar man now. Yeah. You better put on your little helmet and get to fighting. You ain't the Green Arrow. Uh, Curtis comes clean with the rest of the Outsiders about the fact that Vincent is the one who gave him the subway intel, and they aren't too happy about Curtis lying to them, especially Dinah, who, of course, doesn't trust Vincent because of their past. Um, So they're struggling with the same kind of trust issues they had when they were with Oliver. But Curtis was right, though. He hardly really had a chance until that moment to tell them. Well, he tried to tell her at the harbor that time, but she went to hit him and stuff and didn't listen to him. That was probably yeah, what he was trying to tell her at the... At the no, I'm uh, talking about Curtis, though. Curtis, that was the first day he saw them since he ran into him, wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. Was no, that no, same? I'm just, I'm just so saying, I'm, like, um, I'm like, how are they saying, why did you keep this from us? It's like, I no, literally just told, got here. He could have told them before the subway, though, that he'd had contact right. with Vigilante. He kept that to okay. himself. Uh, yeah. We got cell phones, man. We yeah, got cell phones. We got cell phones. I, mean, I don't know what you guys do in Detroit, but we have cell phones. I'm just, well, I don't know that that's a news bomb that you drop over a cell phone call. I'm just saying. Uh, why not when you need to get the information to people quick? I well, because you saw that once he did reveal it to him, they had to have this big, long discussion. There wasn't time for that. That's only because it's TV dumb. It's TV well, dumbness. But You I are mean, correct, sir. If we... Anyone else, you, you need the information quick. You just text. You, you know, we'll talk about it later. You know, um, blah, blah, blah. I need to get this done. Let's talk about it later. If you're scared <coughs> of anything else, then, you know, you work, You talk about it when you get through with the mission. Oliver uh, gives a press conference. He declares that Star City will not fall into Caden's demands, but that plays right into Caden's plan. And luckily, Vigilante wasn't lying about being a double agent. He warns the outsiders that Caden plans on targeting one of the safe zones. And Curtis shares his info with OG Team Arrow, and that leads to a team-up. Um, while this fight scene is going on, the sound is kind of muted. The episode cuts back to Felicity talking to William about why it's important for Oliver to be out there and reassuring him that Oliver is the best at what he does. You're right. Did you notice, though, on when he was given the press conference and they were watching it on TV, the Channel 52 thing, the little crawl, if you look close, one of the things in the news crawl... Conservation officers subdue an overly friendly walrus. I'm like, that's just kind of an odd thing to be there. Hmm. Okay, I, I didn't see. even notice that. I didn't either. Just, I'm, I'm just wondering what that is. <laughs> so I don't know. The walrus people are coming. I guess so. maybe it's a <laughs> reference to Kevin Smith's tusk. Oh, it could be. <laughs> anyway. Oh, did he direct this? That'd be scary. No, 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 no he didn't direct this episode. Um, they put out that fire temporarily. Oliver, Felicity, and William have a chat about Oliver being Green Arrow. Watching his father kick ass in the field, though, convinces William that the city needs him. 
so William goes to bed. End of, you know, there's your end of your problem there. Um, Felicity's contact was unable to figure out what the evidence that convinced Caden that Oliver killed his son and the deadline is approaching. Oliver has no choice but have Thea wire the money to Caden James. Uh, it's a devastating blow because Oliver spent the entire episode not to do that, tried not to do that, but in the end he had to compromise. So, of course. And that is uh, We Fall. And all, yes, all was happy. Except for the $10 million. Except for the $10 million. Right. So I give this one a B minus. It was like the best, uh, relatively the best this, we've seen this season, I thought. But it's still not great. It still ain't uh, there yet. No. I, I was going to say a C plus for sure. But yeah, it was way better than the last few that, that we've had, so... Yeah, I gave it a C plus. Um, I go along with that. See, I rolled my eyes a lot during this episode. Yeah, no I don't like to roll my eyes that much. Okay, that's an imposition for me. You get three, four eye eye rolls gratis per episode. After that, I'm done with you. See. Yeah. yeah. Just a few quick uh, news bits, and then we'll head on out. Right. Uh, first of all, we get one. <laughs> we have one. Um... Don't make me roll my eyes. You dead. You might not. You might not want to listen to this first yeah, news thing. Then stop. Don't make me roll my eye again. I didn't do it. <laughs> okay. All you right. might not want to listen to this first news story then, if you don't want to roll your eyes really hard. Are you ready? Oh God. Okay. Uh oh. All right. Go ahead. We only got one month until the next uh, season of Eye Zombie. Yay! How is that bad news? Come on. I'm ready. Yes. It's bad news for, Jer- for Jerry. It's, it's bad news for Jerry. Um. Constantine is going to be in the mid-season premiere of Legends, and the synopsis came out. We saw some pictures of Constantine on board. Looks pretty great. We also got a sneak peek of Jill Scott as Lady Eve in Black Lightning. Um, yep. that, all, everything I'm mentioning here is available on the DCTV Podcast Facebook group. Please join. We'd love to have you, and we always post our news and uh, newest episodes there first. Um uh, Gotham by Gaslight, the digital version came out, and uh, like I said, we'll probably have a review of that next week. I, I got to see it, but nobody else did uh, here on the crew. We also got a nice uh, uh, preview of Batman Ninja, which is a new animated or uh, an anime coming up. Um, uh, it looks incredible. There's a, a, a really I'm cool, excited for that. Cool preview of it on the DCTV podcast Facebook group. There, uh, you might want to check that out. Also, Gotham is coming back March first. And the promo image we have of Gotham coming back is Jerome uh, with the smile cut on his face and he's got like Frankenstein stitches on his head and he's wearing an Arkham Asylum jumpsuit. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, He looked crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that actor's really good in that role. I'm glad they brought him back. I I have no problems with that at all. Every role. I love that actor. Yeah, he's good on Shameless too. I didn't realize for a long time it was the same guy. Yeah. Even. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I haven't watched Shameless. That's one of the ones I've been wanting to sit down and binge. I just haven't. It's a it's a really uh, really worthy show. It's on Showtime. William H Macy. If you haven't seen it, check that out. It's okay. very up your alley. It's very inappropriate to the level that you're inappropriate. Show. It's, oh, it was, so okay. It very much reminds me of <laughs> yeah. the environment I grew up in as a child. How about that? So wow. yeah, no no lie. So yeah. So anyway. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that. So, an environment that produces a fantastic chef. Oh, uh, maybe. 
maybe many uh, therapist bills later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I like to always quote. I like to quote uh, Ali Sheedy in The Breakfast Club. My home life was unsatisfying. <laughs> leave it at that. But uh, anyway, uh, that's all the news and views and previews and reviews we got this week for DCTV. I'd like to thank my friends and co-hosts for joining me this week. We'll be back again with another four episodes to talk about and more uh, more goofy fun like we always have. Thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can it check was fun. Out- you can check out this podcast and several other ones, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, which will be coming back soon. And uh, it's all connected at hhwlod.com. Uh, we're coming, we are at our 10th year anniversary for the network this year. So we're pretty excited about that. We're trying to figure out something fun and cool to do. Uh, maybe taking it back to Watchmen, doing an overview of Doomsday Clock or whatever. If you have any ideas or, or things you want to throw away, by all means, we're open to them. I've been talking to Russ and we're trying to cook up some things to do. Uh, to celebrate that 10th anniversary. And if that isn't enough for you, and I mentioned it would be, uh, go to uh, Taylor Network of Podcast. There are so many podcasts over there, I can't even keep them all straight. you got Go Trek Yourself, which is covering Star Trek Discovery on the CBS uh, uh, All Access channel. you got a new uh, uh, Doctor Who uh, podcast called TARDIS. Um, you got uh, the Star Wars Conversations. Of course, you got Nothing's On with me and Donnie and Daryl talking TV and movies every week. You got uh, No Apologies, the the legendarily um, NSFW uh, podcast of all things geek and uh, and and fun. Just uh, it's a great place not only for podcasting but also for um, uh, news and uh, all kinds of other stuff. TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Join the Facebook group, Taylor Network Podcast, and the DC TV Podcast Facebook group too is another great place to go. So until next week, thank you all, all again for joining me. We are Ghost. Good night. Night. Haters. Haters. You guys watching Happy? When a man lays his cards on the table Trying to make a name Looking for a miracle Looking for something that he